Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast, our first episode of the year 2020. This is very exciting. We've got lots of great big plans this year. Nothing is going to go wrong. It's great. Uh, I'm Lorelai Weissel-Labrizzi. I'm Brian Dawes, but this is the year 2023. No, that's fake. You're right. It's 2021. <laughs> if it's if it's 2020, then I'm not on the show yet. I can't. It's too early in the year. Were you even I, born then? I I, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I'm I'm Chris Delano. Maybe. Lies. Oh, I'm Carrie Tom. Welcome to 2020 part three. Jeez, that's what it feels like. <laughs> uh-huh. Honestly, I, I don't know when I switched over from writing 2016 on all my dates to 2020. And I don't know when I'm going to start writing 2023. It's going to be a while. But wait, we have a guest who hasn't been introduced yet. Oh, do we? Uh, it, is, it is true. Uh, I we okay. Uh, we do have a good interview episode for y'all to to kick off the new year. But we do have one announcement before that. Uh, unfortunately, longtime co-host uh, of the show Jay and Ellie has had to announce a departure uh, from this program as a co-host. Um, it's all very sad. I'm sure. I'm sure people will will shed a bunch of tears on it. But who cares? Uh, introducing our guest for this week's episode, uh, Jay Anelli. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. My name is uh, Jay Anelli. Uh, I am Magic's consulting lore master. Uh, I wrote a book that was published last month. At this point, just one. Uh, I, that, well, this is the third one published one, but uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm longtime Magic Vorthos content creator, so I'm excited to be a guest on your show. Like, I've, I've listened to so many of your episodes, so many of them. I think it's really cool that we have the lore master on the show. It really lends some weight and some, like, credibility to, to our discussions. <laughs> All for me to ruin it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> now, Jay, this is the third book in your series, um... What were the first two books about, and how does this one continue in the sequel? And, and do you need to read the first two to understand the plot of this one? Uh, so they are like I have no idea how to describe this actually because that's that's funny. <laughs> I have I'm, I'm like Don't they're turn nonfiction. This into a real <laughs> they're nonfiction about a fictional universe. They're biographical. So like, fiction. are they non are they nonfiction? Like what I. I Anyway, they are they are not narratives. They are not novels. They are uh, encyclopedia style books. And this latest one, Magic the Gathering, the visual guide is the one I've really wanted to write for years and years. I wish I had more pages, but like I was really happy with what we, we put together for this one. Uh, so the good news is, if you have paper and glue, you can actually add more pages to the book. If you track <laughs> Jay down, you can make him write more pages in the book. That's, That's true, tech. but you need to know the you need to know the the secret uh, summoning spell to to bind me to do it. It's just like one red mana, Jay. Don't lie. You're just a raging goblin. <laughs> this is true. That's fair. Um, but side note, Carrie. Uh, funny enough, you mentioned. Oh, you know, tell us about the other books, uh, the other your series. Everyone thinks I've written. I wrote uh, Rise of the Gatewatch now. Mm-hmm. I almost thought that for a while. (laughs) It has been such a long time since that book has come out. So uh, what happened with the last books is 
uh, Abrams Comic Arts uh, had like a, I guess, a, a three book deal with Wizards of the Coast. Um, they wrote the first one internally uh, and the franchise team folks were like, hey, this is a lot of work. <laughs> can, can we get Jay to write? You know, maybe we have Jay write the next one. Uh, and that way we just have to, you know, review the work, set a direction and stuff. But we don't spend, you know, two months of one of our people's time just working on this. Uh, so that's how I got my start on the book side of things. Uh, and then for the DK book, uh, so I wrote the second two books of that kind of Abrams cycle of books. Uh, and then they hired me on for this DK book, which uh, I was really excited to do. And what does DK stand for? Uh, is that like Donkey Kong? Uh, <laughs> I wish it was Donkey Kong. Uh, no, it's something like very English. It's like, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. It's They always hide <laughs> it in here. It's in the book somewhere. It's it's Dunited Kingdom. <laughs> Dunited Kingdom. I went to the back. It's Dongleberry Killshire. So <laughs> do not know how that came about. It's like Dorsley Kensington or something like that. It's, That's honestly not any better than like Dingleberry <laughs> Kenshire or it's, whatever. It is, it is in that same vein for sure. There's a reason they leave it at DK, I suppose. Oh, no, here it is. <laughs> Dorling, Dorling Kindersley. Dorling oh. Kindersley is the name. It's I think you just made that Incredibly English. I think that sounds like a man that. who hunts humans for sport. <laughs> I want to let DK Publishing, if any of you are listening to this know, you are all delightful people. Uh, we appreciate the books you sent. Um, please hire Jay for more books. <laughs> we're not gonna keep making fun of your name uh the the dk folks were really great to work with though i will say um they i mean obviously they do a lot of like ip tie-in stuff you know i've got one of their marvel books on my shelf uh i've got a ton of dk books that are like encyclopedias for arjun that he loves like dinosaur books and things like that uh but yeah they're all they're all really good to work with uh and the the team uh, so there was a company called Amazing 15 uh, that did the graphic design for the book, and they just did an awesome job. Uh, but hilariously, the two people I worked with there were both named Martin. Uh, so <laughs> I would just be, uh, Martin, can one of you, whichever Martin is the right Martin, can one of you, you know, make these changes, please? But I think it turned out really well, you know, seeing like a, a PDF you know, for PDF proofs and stuff doesn't quite compare to seeing like a big uh, hardcover book bound and stuff. It's it's great. So when about were you approached for this? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I say about because I'm sure it was an indescribable amount of time ago. So I think I knew it was a possibility La and not last uh november 2021 ish i feel like around that christmas my i was having the discussion with my wife whether or not uh i should take this on when we were going to have you know a young baby uh in the very near future so i believe that's when it was because i was incredibly stupid and <laughs> signed up for way more than i could actually handle uh at the B first half of 2022 uh which is why i wasn't on the podcast very much <laughs> because i had this book i had another project that uh unfortunately has not gone forward uh 
that um, I was also working on pieces of that at the same time. I had uh, creative text for, was that March of Machines? Yep. Yeah, so Lorelai and I were on March of Machines in the same like three or four month time frame. Uh, And then uh, on top of that, the brand team at Wizards is like, hey, do you want to come out and shoot some promo videos? for for Streets of New Capenna. And I'm like, you know what? I've got nothing better to do. Let's do it. So it was actually my saving grace because I was working on uh, pages to meet my deadline for this book uh, while while there for like three or four days because it's LA. I was getting up at like 4 or 5 a.m. every day because I was Uh still on East Coast time. Working, no one in LA gets started before like 10 or 11. None of this stuff got started. Uh, so like I would work for, I'd have a solid like six hour work day every day I was filming, writing before going to film any of the things we did with like Command Zone or with the um, uh, Picro team, who's the ones who, who film the, the magic uh, stuff. So yeah, I was, I was very busy earlier this year because uh, in addition to all that, I also had a baby. Uh, Nobody cares well, about that, Jay. Technically, my Where wife had a baby. Book? She's very cute, though. I have to tell <laughs> Dia. Dia is adorable. I had talked about her a lot last year, though. So Hopefully, Arjun doesn't up. feel threatened. No. I, oh my God, Arjun's such a good big brother. That's this whole side note, but no, we won't. We won't get into that. You, you mentioned that you have a podcast. Yeah, so it's called the Vorthos Cast podcast. I had to step away recently, but I think I'll, I might be back next week. Um. And we'll we'll see how it goes, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll keep, we will play see. it one week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so, if listeners at home can't tell, we do not really have a set agenda for today. We're just kind of no, no. I, well, I have real questions. Yeah, Why are oh, you no, no. giving people a peek behind the curtain, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. Just put the curtain back. Yeah, you can't just give people peeks behind curtains in this episode dedicated to giving people peeks behind curtains. Different curtains. Oh, you're right. Some curtains are off limits. Good Uh, good call. No, so as much as I would love to just do bits for an hour, um, (laughs) (laughs) because I like comedy, uh, this book is, in fact, different than the previous couple books. Uh, The the previous ones were kind of a trilogy. Uh, They were smaller, like six square inch type books this is this is digest more, format yeah yeah this this is more like um the size of the james wyatt art of magic the gathering books uh that were published for a couple years during the Gatewatch era uh this is big fancy coffee table book um so what 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 is the difference between writing books of those sizes oh well there's a there's a scale issue so the the other two books were twenty thousand words each mm-hmm. uh and while it was about the same page count it was like one to two images per page mm-hmm. and the, the new one is jesus christ uh it was sixty thousand words Holy so this is oh, no, no, no. My, the new book is jesus christ yes the, the new book is the second of the coming lord and savior they just call that the New Testament, actually. Anyway, uh, it is 60,000 words. So it's uh, triple the length, uh, word count wise, of the previous two manuscripts. And also because I had to write it differently. Like the last one was like, 
basically I took my outline and then I just wrote 150 uh, words for each heading in the outline Mm -hmm. because that's all there was room for. Right. This one, I had to do a lot more thought into how it was actually going to look on the page uh, in a layout. And I had a spreadsheet of some 600 potential images uh, to go along with this. Uh, Possibly more. I don't remember exactly how many ended up in the final book, but like. You know, for the timeline section, I had a lot of images. Pretty much, I had a potential image for every single uh, entry on the yeah. timeline. And some of them made it in, some of them didn't. Some of them got swapped later for various reasons. But I curated all of the art in this book. So while I didn't, while there were some decisions that were made later that, you know, like the the editors or Watsy or someone wanted to use a different image. Um, and that's fine. I'm like, y- y'all going to pay me right? And they said, yes. I'm like, all right, do what you want. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I curated every image in here. Uh, so for instance, on page pages 12 and 13, uh, there's the image uh, memorial to, gosh, what's the Raffello, uh, the, the Elodomri art from Dominaria 2018? Uh, Unity, I think? No, that's white. Mo- memorial to something or other uh i put this in here specifically for my friend brian dawes yeah who who i don't know if you know this is a big eladomri fan oh so right like, it is I'm unity a, did, you, did you purposely misspell eladomri for brian as well yeah eladomri oh <laughs> gosh damn it. yeah 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 let me add that to my list in case they let me come back to this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, I can make a joke about that because we're friends. But if anyone goes on Twitter and starts pointing out every single spelling mistake and error to uh, Jay, uh, I don't know. I guess we just like block you. It's not So, I mean, honestly, like it is incredibly difficult to put together a book of this size and especially when you have to look at these same words over and over again. And there's not a spell check for Illidomia. the Magic the Gathering words, <laughs> yeah. right? Like the the fake words. All words are fake at some point. That I mean true. True. Uh yeah. There there are a few of those. I'm I am aware of of at least, you know, maybe four or five typos uh that made it through that whatever. It's too late to fix them now. Uh, as I see people point them out, I have uh, added them to the list because, you know, DK sometimes does like revised and expanded copies of these books. I don't know if they have one of those in the works for this book or if they're waiting on sales numbers or if the, this is a one and done with them in Watsi. I'm not privy to any of that. Um, but just in case, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping a list. Besides, would it really be my book if it didn't have typos? I this, mean, really. Yeah, this is true. Like, this is just you mispronouncing a name in, in spelling. It's fine. <laughs> in written form. <laughs> it's totally on brand. There we go. There we uh, go. I, I, as long as we're talking about criticisms of this book, uh, pages 50 and 51, why is the art image of Mihail II twice as large as the Hamrud Explorer image? Get this is This is bullshit. <laughs> Hamrud's won that war. I, by the way. I, I tell you what, Lorelai, I 
put that homerid in there just for you. And I was like, I'm going to get a homerid in here somehow into this book for Lorelai. And I'm just it. trying to buy my favor. Uh, is it working? Uh, no, I, I did notice and it is greatly appreciated. Thank you. I figured it was probably for me. So you've mentioned that you had like a lot more control over what you put in the book. And clearly you put uh, homages to some of your friends. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't read it yet, so I don't know which one's mine. I'm sure there's like six or seven. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Read through and tell me which ones you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how was that experience different from the other two books? Like you, you've talked about how you had a lot more freedom with this one uh, on Twitter and other places. So like you mentioned that you curated a lot of the images, but like what was the experience like for you writing this book? Was it like a lot more stressful or a lot more like relaxed since you could kind of decide what you were putting in it? A little bit of both because I decided what I was going to do and then I actually had to do it and then I hated myself. <laughs> no, it was it was fun. Um, so for the when I say I had more freedom. So for the other two books, there was already a theme in mind. Um, so for Legends, they already knew they wanted to do a book on Legends. For that, they knew there were certain legends that had to be included because they were really popular. Uh, and then they wanted me to go through and like create an outline based on what I knew had to be in there and find like a diversity of characters and both creature types and real life human diversity uh, to highlight throughout the book for each plane. And... Um, that was all that was all fine. I like I enjoyed the experience. Uh, it was definitely a good first book because I had like the themes and everything uh, set out for me. Um, but, you know, it was also much more limited in terms of space, uh, how much words I could dedicate to individual things. So for this, I could decide, you know, if something is a caption or if something is, you know, a 300 word, you know, lore dump on the page. Uh I basically decided the layout because, um, I mean, for this one, it was a lot more open ended. They wanted an encyclopedia of magic. And uh, I presented that. I said, this is look, this is what fans are going to want. We need we haven't had an official timeline published in like 20 years. Let's give the fans some official dates and things. Um, and then let's go through the planes, focus on. As many planeswalkers as we can. Can you hear my baby screaming in the background right now? Oh, I thought oh, it was man. a cat. No, that is that is the child screaming <laughs> in the background there. Uh, she is quite lovely, though. I do I do love her quite a bit. <laughs> She's a cutie. Um, so I mean, that was also part of the difficulty, though. Is like I could I had to figure out how to lay out this information in an interesting way, uh, and. So I wrote the manuscript and I know I had like, I think it was something like I had like 600 words per page, roughly, uh, that I could get away with um, to, to fill out the 60,000 words throughout the whole book. Um, <clears throat> I might I might have my math wrong on that. It might be like 12. I, I don't remember That's exactly. Okay. How many, but I knew I had a word count limit and I had to figure out what I was going to fit in into each of these. They paid you to write, not to do math, so... Yeah, no, I've realized the more I start writing, the less math I can do. I just, it's like, that area of your brain starts taking over the math space, I guess? I don't know. Well, we know that numbers and letters are diametrically opposed, which is why algebra is of the devil. 
Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, so you're saying that like the reason why there's like a big spread on Fiora and Paliano and all that is uh, <laughs> not because Wizards told you that that was like a vital piece of information for upcoming plots, but you just really like that world. No, don't. Yeah, uh, if you're trying to fourth dimensional chess, what got included, what got huge spreads. And what didn't, you need to understand that the two giant spreads on uh, Fiora are there exclusively because I said, I am doing this. Like, I'm going to fit this in there. No one complained to me. Like, this is this is for me. This is this is a little treat for myself. So I got a big Dak Faden in there, even though he's dead. And then I have like a almost two page spread for Doretti. Someone tweeted, it's like a two page spread for Doretti in this book is the least surprising thing they've ever seen. <laughs> All I know is that Kai art is amazing. I, I love that art. Art of her killing Brago again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The regicide art. Yeah. That is just good art. I, I, li- I was really glad I was able to find a place for that. Um, this one was interesting because. Uh, I was able to to get some art in here from sets that hadn't released yet because I was writing this in early 2022. Uh, and so, like, I think I was writing this through the release of Kamigawa. Uh, so, like, I didn't necessarily I hadn't necessarily seen all of the art yet. Thankfully, I was on the Brothers War creative text, so I already had a good idea of what that unreleased art would be. Uh, but it was it was an inter- interesting experience trying to find cool new stuff to keep this timely. That was the other thing I really wanted to do with this book. This was like my decision, not something imposed on me. I wanted it to be up to date as of publication. Uh, so, you know, I as much as possible, because, you know, things can change, too, in a year. So it's funny you should mention that. You 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 did when you were kind of talking about the book on the internet when it got announced and uh, here now uh, talking about it being up to date through Brothers of War and that was the thing you repeated a couple times uh, oh. and I want all the viewers out there to know that they have been <laughs> lied to. Uh-oh. Oh no! What did I not do? What did I do? What did I fail? It's not what you didn't do. It's what you also did because there is a slight little look forward to Phyrexia All Will Be One on page one twenty five because. We have the breakdown of the nine spheres of new Phyrexia. Oh, yeah. So that one was... um, It's chef's kiss is what it is. (laughs) Yeah, big shout out to uh, producer at Studio X, uh, Emily May. And uh, I think she's... I don't don't think she's there anymore. But... uh, And uh, the the art director for one, uh, Ovidio Cartagena, I believe is his last name. Um... I checked in and I was like, and I, I believe um, I also talked to Emily Emily Tang about this. Uh, she's one of the creative leads, and I asked, "Is there and and uh, Grace Fong as well, who is the creative lead on this? Uh, is there any art in that shows like the new Phyrexia, uh layout? So by the time you hear this, it's going to be like a week till you get the story and stuff. So." That was part of the point is like, it's going to be like a month and then we're going to have all this new world building for new Phyrexia. Can we like, can I just include that in this book? And the whole, the team was all in favor of that. 
Um, and so they had a pre-existing piece of art. Um, I'm not sure if I can share the name because it's not included in, in the book. Uh, it's not really a spoiler anyway, but basically they had a, a cross section of the new like layout of Mirrodin slash new Phyrexia, which is these nine spheres. And whoa, I was whoa, like, whoa, can whoa, we whoa, include whoa, whoa, that? Pause, like, pause, pa- no, pause. I have to say, it's not Mirrodin slash New Phyrexia. New Phyrexia won the warfare. It's just the New Phyrexia. Pl- the plane is just New Phyrexia. Especially You're now right. that they've built an eggshell around it. Yeah. That's the glorious <laughs> facade. You can learn about it in Jay's new book. Yeah, so if you want to know, so here, this this will help uh, get our views up, because we can mention <laughs> we talk about this. Uh, so what happened in, and this is in the book, what happened since the last time we were on New Phyrexia is, you know, we previously, there was the core and there was the furnace layer, uh, but New Phyrexia has continued to do some remodeling. Uh, so they built like a big shell around what used to be the surface of Mirrodin called the Glorious Facade, which is just filled with monuments to their triumph. That's great. Uh, we, we've we seen one, uh, the, um, the sun... The yeah, yeah, parts. yeah. Bl- uh, is it the Blue Sun one, I think, is the one that got previewed? Uh, the Blue Sun's Twilight, I think, was previewed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shows one a, a, a big statue of uh, Jingataxius just standing out on the surface of the glorious facade with the um, Blue Sun kind of framed in between uh, the statue's hands. And uh, yeah, it's... Hey, what if the National Mall in Washington, D.C. was made by biomechanical necro horrors? <laughs> you mean it wasn't? I mean, it might have been. Who's to say? I need to do uh, more research. So this, first of all, the art direction on Phyrexia All Will Be One. From what I have seen of it, I didn't work on that set, so it means I didn't see everything that had to do with it. I didn't work on the card set, I mean. Um, they did just a fantastic job. Oh, uh, I am... I, I cannot understate how excited I am for the previews for this. I also did not work on the card set, but I have seen the world guide. It is every time I think I've seen the best world guide Wizards has produced. I see a new world guide. <laughs> they make a new one. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to see some good stuff up in the next uh, couple months. So uh, beneath the glorious facade is Mirex, which is the former surface which is sort it's just kind of a barren landscape now it's been stripped stripped essentially to build all these other layers and actually in the uh original scars of mirrodin and this is something i i sent to the, i actually created like a, a a diagram of mirrodin and then new phyrexia from scars of mirrodin block because they were starting to build new layers uh or new spheres during the new phyrexia block there are hints mm-hmm. at it uh, and I'll talk about that when we get there. So we already had the furnace layer. That is um, uh, that is the red Frexia's domain, Urobrask. Uh, beneath that now... By the way, is... I, I love that Urobrask is the only one who didn't like rename his sector of the plane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't... So I put furnace layer in there, but I don't know. Again, I was writing this like a year out from set publication. So uh, I hope none of these names change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think any of them did. N- uh, yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain Furnace Layer is just Furnace Layer. Uh, then you got Hunter's Maze, which is the level below that, which is basically the Tangle. The old Copper Forest got moved 
essentially down into this newly created layer, uh, which is just this huge like forest layer connecting everything. And below, uh, and that is of course Vorinclex's domain. Below that is the surgical base, you know, like Lumen Grid and all of the uh, like Vidalkin stuff got moved down there. It's like the harsh, sterile laboratories. Um, and then below that is the Dross Pits. And this is one of the layers that was getting worked on back in uh, the original. Uh, and this is what, you know, this is what used to be the Mephidross, essentially. You got the the cauldron spewing green necrogen gas um, and all sorts of cool stuff there. I don't want to talk about it too much because I, I don't know what's going to be pre previewed at that point. Uh, and then below that you have uh, that. Oh, sorry. Dross Pits is obviously as the black uh, faction is the uh, Shieldred's domain. And then below that is the Fair Basilica, which is Elish Norn's domain, which is very like horrifically beautiful, like hauntingly beautiful, uh, like white, gorgeous porcelain everywhere and red sinew and red colors everywhere. Um, and then below that, the last uh, two layers are the Mycosynth Gardens, which is like the last bit of the original core that's kind of left untouched. Uh, that is where in the modern day Brothers War story, uh, Tezzeret goes to find the old Panopticon when he, when he's taking Karn's body to Elish Norn. And then finally you got the seed core, uh, which is home to the invasion tree, uh, which our rootin' tootin' planeswalkers are going to stop in Phyrexia all will be one. And March of Machines is just a, a, a victory lap. Yep. Yeah, I was just happens. thinking about that. Like what if they just did like a halo chainsaw and cut it down? <laughs> this is why i'd be valuable as a planeswalker yeah you got, <laughs> i've got innovative thinking you're th you're you're thinking carrie you're thinking i don't i don't uh, want to spend too much time on new phyrexia since like we are gonna like probably dedicate the next several months oh, of yeah. this show to it but i do oh, have yeah. one important lore question it's how many licks does it take to get to the center of new phyrexia uh well after the first one you're already infected yeah but how how many i mean like how soon do you get to the center? Well, it's going to get to the center of you very quickly. Uh, you 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 can do it in zero licks. You can just walk. Yeah. <laughs> or fall. Or get between. There's like very wonky metaphysics in there. I mean, as was with the original Phyrex. Yeah. And its oh, nine yeah. spheres. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see whether the planeswalking barrier. I don't, I don't even want to call it a barrier because it was just like an innate feature of the original phyrexia that like did aid in planeswalker deaths on the plane is possible for the inner cores so yeah you're sure gonna find out because uh you'll find out real soon because yeah. i think the story is the week after this goes this uh, week after we publish this episode yep the 12th i mm -hmm. think is when it starts is oh. that next week oh shoot that's yeah one, that's actually the that's week that this week. goes live oh my god yeah. <laughs> Time's moving too fast. Stop it. Can we go to <laughs> can we go to strange one off things that Carrie noticed? Yes. I have a wonderful talk about list. It. Jay oh, <laughs> in this in this Fiora section. You have added a very critical piece of lore, which is that um even though people thought Muzio was the one who sabotaged Doretti's project. Mozio possesses knowledge of other planes that could have only come from being in contact with Doretti. Now, this was probably, uh, what, 
2013-2014 for the original conspiracy story, Muzio has knowledge of the Brothers' War on Dominaria. Um, mm-hmm. And I just love that it was able to come full circle to be like, hey, he probably didn't kill him, and he's probably still his friend, um, despite him killing many other academics from this group. <laughs> so <laughs> that, is, that is my first uh, wonderful confirmation. Um, then we have Jared and Tafiri, which is Tafiri's section in the Planeswalker uh, biographies listing Jared Kefalian as an ally. Um, only really would have been possible during Planeswalker War. Yes, yes. That is 100% a reference to the fact that in uh, Battle Mage, I think is the name of the, the video game. Yes. You can meet, you, as Jared, you can meet Teferi. So guess what? It's canon now. It is wonderful. It is wonderful to see but it again. also, now Jared is, um, uh, he's part of like the coalition as yeah. well on Dominaria during Dominaria United. Um, one other thing, Dahada possibly manipulating Jared to get Dakin black back means that Dakin is still questionably alive slash out there slash in association with jared which would be fun i, w- I won't ask for a comment on that because i'm sure um if it was intentional or just i mean tying together all threads. i can s- I-, I i wouldn't hold your breath hoping deck and black yeah. shows up to save the day and march <laughs> the machines or anything but um I'm, I'm sorry no there's gonna be a card with uh, Dakin jumping off of Demon, holding Blackblade, oh <laughs> and then another card. The Blackblade the re-reforged. Of Blackblade. <laughs> We're just going to do the same bit. We're going to be able to ask who <sighs> did it better. <laughs> no, so um, Dakin has not died on screen. And so as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's, that's pot- uh, potentially alive. Especially when Dahada herself is back, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, I have been a long proponent of um, people who don't die on screen are not dead, especially with old magic characters. Like Eladomri. It, it proved finally true with Jared and Dahada. So I still still hold out hope for Dakin, even though it'll upset people for him to be without his sword. I mean, we have Means. two examples just in this year, like past yeah. like, physical calendar year, of people who died on screen. Who are back. Yeah. Loot Niptal 2024. Let's go. <laughs> I'm checking something real quick. Was Dakon reduced to ashes? Don't know. Doesn't matter. No. No, he just <laughs> he, <laughs> he walks away into the sunset. Yeah. And here he's on on Teresier during the Brothers War in the back of the comics. And that is the last we've heard from him. Uh, after that, all we know is uh, Corlash gets the Black Blade and then Dominaria 2018 story. None of which involves him necessarily being dead. It's, yeah. Um, the last one, and I don't, I mean, you don't have to comment on it because I'm pretty sure it's a new term, but under Davriel's foes in near the back of the book, the Entity Hunters and as an organization... Oh. Yeah, I I don't recall if that was actually uh, that that is just like the uh, uh, a vague name for the group that was after the entity in uh, Davriel's head. 
Okay. Like, don't, I wouldn't expect, you know, don't, don't, don't put that up next to the gate watch. But if you want to refer to them as the entity hunters, that is a name you can use now rather than the organization that was chasing Davriel. Yeah. <laughs> Along with Kesmina's secret organization, which is titled as that. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if they were the same organization and they all wore a bunch of hoods and their leader was this guy named Xehanort? Um, God, I'm all right. We're, <laughs> uh, Kingdom over, Hearts we're references. Kingdom's Hearts references in 2023. I loved it. I, 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 I sounded condescending, but I actually loved it. Yeah, that's that's usually my bit. <laughs> so, did you just have a list of flavor texts that you wanted to use throughout? Because, like, I love it when I see cough the dark steel plate uh, flavor text. Um, uh, so for each planes, that was something that uh, the the editors wanted, both at Wizards and at DK. Uh, so uh, I should mention the I got two pages uh, that were designed already to give me an idea of what they were looking for for this book, and that was the main Ravnica page on 132 and 133, and the Vraska page. And so the Vraska page, both of these already had. Uh, flavor text so they well i should be clear it was all lorem ipsum i filled in most of the the actual text um but uh they knew they wanted like a big flavor text uh especially like a quote of some kind for each of the planeswalkers and then uh where we could fit it in for the planes themselves so i did like go through and curate like go look for like the best piece of flavor text uh, the most flavorful flavor text i could find that would be good for characters some didn't have it some did uh and i don't think i made up any of the flavor text in here it's all actually from either cards or from fiction i i, I believe it it uh nothing was created uh, on page 147, I get the cast's personal favorite quote of all time. We were gods once, Laren. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> Which is, of course, from Agents of Artifice. And we've turned, you know, we were gods once into a drinking game on the road to War of the Spark. So I, I, had I also to, put, it, I had to I also put it, it in Arena. I, I mm-hmm. did a riff on we were gods once in Arena. Uh, but I, I will also note, I... Uh, uh, so Brian uh, mentioned the dark steel plate text quote for Koth. Uh, if there can be no victory, then I will fight forever. Hell yeah. It, it is one of my favorite flavor texts in all of magic. It is just so cool and so perfectly Koth. It's phenomenal. It is at the core of who Koth is as a person. And it was the very first thing I put into the Koth script for Phyrexia. All will yes. be one. So. Thank you. Will. Yes. Yes, I love it. So, you guys, you have, y'all have any other real questions? Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm flipping through the book, seeing what else I can talk about in here that might be interesting for people to hear. Uh, slightly inside baseball question. Uh, because there have been things that I have not been able to publicly talk about until this book was published, and that is canon planeswalker heights do you know what it's been like i mean you obviously know what it's been like you jay but the general <laughs> you other people on the show and listeners to be burdened knowing that nissa is only five two and have had that knowledge in my head <laughs> for years so 
Um, it's finally public. Then this is tiny. Yeah. So I did. I did have some planeswalker profiles to work with. Uh, not every planeswalker had one. So mm-hmm. uh, what I often did for these was go back to pieces of art where they've appeared with other characters and compared heights. Uh, and like, oh, well, you look, you're maybe an inch or two taller and an inch or two shorter. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's out there now, you know, uh, Tyvar's 5'8". There's some, there's some good heights in here if you're looking through. My favorite is Garrick's, which is, his height is variable depending on his mood. Um, now someone mentioned he just slouches, which I guess, okay, technically that's true. But in my head, I wanted it to be more of like, he just unconsciously has giant growth cast on himself at all times. That's what his card does. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To to be fair, slouching is also changing your height with your mood. This is true. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, So a lot of the, uh, one of the things that DK really wanted in here and what they're known for. they have they always have these key data sections for characters mm-hmm. and they had they knew what they wanted they wanted ages they wanted mm-hmm. that, um, that was that was another thing that i have been burdened with and yeah so yeah. A- ages um we have some exact ages for characters i answered this on my tumblr because that's that's public information because you can just do the math uh but because we didn't have exact ages from everybody, I just gave an age range. So like yeah. late 20s. And also it's not out of date when a year passes in fiction. So, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the bio data bit was a, a piece that DK really wanted in here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad those got published. Uh, it's been it's been good information, like as someone who gets to put voices into these characters mouths. uh knowing things like that is gives them a little bit more depth and personality like knowing narset is so much older than everybody thought um gives her different perspectives on like life and reality she has had a lot more experience than someone like kaito or teo uh and like Knowing that Tyvar is the manlet of Planeswalkers, <laughs> even though 5'8's not that short. Um, like, he has this scrappy confidence that um, is bigger than his physical size. Um, and This is what we call a short king. <laughs> correct. Um, and, you know, like, Nissa being 5'2". And has hurled people. She's actually just really strong. Uh, is just like a a great image of who she is as a person that adds, I think, a lot of fun depth to these characters. So uh, folks enjoy a, a lot of that bio data. It's been uh, torturous to not be able to talk about it. Uh, so one thing I we also got in here was the demonyms for planes. Because uh, DK really wanted that, and not every plane had one. So uh, some had them, had official ones. That was easy. Some did not. Uh, and I gave a list of suggested ones. Not all of them got through. I I, I think Amonkhet. I really wanted to be Amonketu, because I think that was like, if it was in ancient Egyptian, that would be the demonym, essentially. But... Uh, 
that one didn't get through because I don't think, you know, most people wouldn't recognize that that's, that's what was going on with that. They'd just be confused. But Kaldheimer, well, I think we made, I think Roy made that one official in his text anyway. I, uh, where I it's, think, I think that was in the stories. Uh, but yeah, that was another fun one to do because I have always had, I've had a list in my head of demonyms to try and fit into fiction for a while <laughs> uh, when the opportunity presented itself. It was nice to be able to to use some of those. The other fun thing I did here, so a lot of it is laid out very similarly. Uh, you know, got all these boxes of information on important things in the plane. Uh, but stuff like the Ikoria monsters or the Phyrexian sec- section on completion. Uh, it was a lot of fun thinking up different ways to do stuff and have it be more infographic-y rather than, you know, just a a wall of images with captions. That was a lot of fun to do. You also clearly defined pharesis versus compilation, which is um, probably been over a decade overdue as far yeah. as story fans yeah. are concerned. Yeah, yeah. So if if so, yeah, completion. So it's they always got used interchangeably. And then Wizards of the Coast added Phyrexianization into the mix. Mm-hmm. But Phyrexianization and Phyresis mean basically the same. Th- it's just the process. And then completion yeah. is like the end goal. It's, it's my, pretty simple. My understanding was that Phyrexianization was kind of a generic catch-all term for the process of turning someone into a Phyrexian. Uh, it, it was yeah. not like a... It, that would be more like a layman's term and not jargon. Yeah, um, exactly. Because yeah. like, who knows what completion actually means when you well, misspell it? Do. Like an old yeah, Frexians. Oh, we're gonna find <laughs> out. We got we got five planeswalkers who are about to learn what completion <laughs> is. Yeah. And now we're all sad. I'm not sad. I'm very happy. Oh, no. <laughs> That's kind of like a because we're we're getting close to an end of time here. Um, I am curious. You've mentioned a lot of stuff that like you were excited to put in. What were some of like the little things that you were like, the moment you heard about this project, you were like, I have to make sure this gets in the book. Like uh, the like things uh, that you were committed to putting into it personally. I knew by, I like, knew I was going to pull some shenanigans, but like, I, I mean, I didn't really pull shenanigans because I want Woods of the Coast to keep hiring me for things. And if <laughs> I put in, if I accidentally canonize something that someone there really hates, like that, that, that would be bad for me. Uh, but I did want to get a lot of little lore details in there. Like the, and also, you know, we, Lorelai brought up the bios already. It was nice to get some of that bio data in here as well. Um, but other than that, it was just little things like uh, connecting. One of the things I like to do is like connect the dots. Um, the, uh, like, like the, the, uh, the Dehada stuff, because we were actually just finishing up the Dehada and Jared story roughly or at some point while I was working on this. So I went back and updated it for that. Uh, but just having little things in there. Uh, there's some details in there that I didn't realize got changed until later. Like uh, someone on Reddit posted out weather blight. So Weatherlight completed the name in the world guide. The original name for it was going to be the weather blight. Um, that obviously changed to Weatherlight completed, but it was still Weatherlight Weather Blight in the book because I I had not realized it got changed. Um, I don't like either. If it makes you feel any better, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you can use either. Like, Weatherblight isn't the... It's not like the Phyrexians rechristened it Weatherblight. It was more like, you know, it was a cool pun for Weatherlight. They broke a bottle of uh, sparkling, glistening oil on the side of it as a, as a christening. Yeah. <laughs> We're sending it off on its first flight. So the the monsters and crystals section on page 78 and 79, I knew from the start that I wanted to have a... I wanted to do like the mutation creatures differently and have it look almost like a... Uh, like what one of the big two-page spreads in one of Arjun's animal encyclopedias looks like when it's looking at monster uh, animal families and stuff. Uh, so I think that ended up coming out really good. Uh, I'm particularly proud of that page because I think it's just a fun way of showing all these creatures without being, like I mentioned before, a bunch of boxes filling up a page. I think one of my favorite parts of all this, the random tidbits of information is like the like little boxes that point to different aspects of every planeswalker and like Nicol Bolas's uh, a mere touch can rend minds flashing back to the future sight novels where Teferi gets rendered and all the other things just like and the how Bolas emblazons his motif of his horns on everything he controls and like little things like that are super cool like did you have any favorites of things like that that you added the book when we were going through oh yes yes tyvar uh tyvar tyvar prefers to be unencumbered by weapons armor or even a shirt <laughs> and there was someone else i did too someone Sarkin. someone pointed it out to me i had forgotten i had written it oh little things i like like the the kaldheim planes uh being superimposed against the world tree was something i had wanted to do from the very start uh, who was who was the other one? Did you say it, Carrie? Uh, Sarkanval. Yeah, Sarkon. I was it, like, it helps gonna... him with his draconic transformations to not have a shirt on. <laughs> that was that was just me being a little bit silly. But no, I it's, loved it. it's fun because he's you know Sarkon gave up on shirts you know about twelve years ago in real time. So I thought I would poke fun at it a little bit. Uh, I liked getting the story circle in there for Narset because not many people are aware that Narset was a part of that little group with uh, Tamio and Ajani. Again, don't fourth dimensional chess that. It's just uh, something I wanted to include. Yes, okay. Sarkon has thrown off the shackles of his shirts to ease his draconic track transformations. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that got through as written. I love it. <laughs> and you also included then- the dragon hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his uh, his age as well. So I put appears early 40s, but because of his time shenanigans where he has only technically existed for 10 years in universe, uh, he's either objectively over 1200 because he appeared for a few hours uh, 1200 years ago or under 10 years old. Might just be a child. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he, he and Calix are the... Uh, the the billy batsons of the magic multiverse if if he's less than 10 years old then like how old is his whelp no even i didn't try and get the sarkhan dragon lover into this <laughs> oh it's a good thing they asked you to write the book and not me because that would have been a whole spread <laughs> <laughs> calyx is like if billy batson was like a literal baby who turned into an adult superhero. Okay, it's fair. It's like a little bit different scale. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. 
So uh, we're getting we're getting close to time here, and usually when we have a guest on, uh, one of the last things we do is you know we, we let them like plug anything they've got coming out soon. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, Calyx is more like Red Tornado. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> That's fair. You got you got Lorelai on a DC kick. This is <laughs> a normal episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I say that I would love an expanded version of this with. Uh, I, I know it's unrealistic for every planeswalker because there's quite a few of them, but every carded planeswalker getting the weird commander legends, um, supplemental stuff like Savitri Scarzum's in here, but in like the timeline section and doesn't get their own planeswalker section. Um, so if, every if DK wants, wants <laughs> a future version with Tevish Zat and whatever other Planeswalker cards come out. I'm fine with that. So every carded Planeswalker is at least mentioned in the book. That was something I wanted to make sure I did, even if I had to make some executive decisions as to who was actually going to get a feature. I mean, obviously the big characters uh, were all going to get the two-page spread. Uh, Some of them didn't have quite as much lore, so they got the one-page spread. And at the end here, you know, I fit in the... um, the uh, commander, the modern horizons <laughs> and commander planeswalkers that they've never fit into the story anywhere else in just those four. That one was like, I, I couldn't really invent anything new. So I uh, uh, had to had to for most of them, I just used the lore blurb that was posted along with them or in their insert or whatever for Aminatu, Estrid and Grist. Well, and like, that's the thing with like characters like Savitri is like, wow. Everything we know about Savitri comes from, like, the back of, I think it's the Dakin comic? Homelands or something, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. literally all that said is that, hey, she wasn't from Dominaria and invaded with an army of dragons. And it's like, that's cool. Um, and then they all got poisoned and she ran away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still really sad that she didn't come to Arena, so I didn't get to write her. I was... That's muy tragic. It would have been... Would have been would have been wild to be like, well, I guess I have to give her a character now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it was writing this book was a really fun experience. I think the only thing that could make it better is uh, uh, if they gave me an expanded version, because like I'm really happy with the way this turned out. I'd fix a few typos and add give me like 20 more pages to uh or, or 40 more pages, give me 20 more spreads uh, to just add stuff everywhere, and I will be happy, happy, happy. Uh, but right. you know how they do that, and let me plug let me plug my stuff. So besides my podcast, which you might have heard of, the, the Vorthos cast, I mentioned that earlier. Um, and besides, you know, buying this book, because that is how you uh, ensure that I keep getting hired for things... Uh, I don't get paid by the sales like I got paid already and I got paid very well for this book. No, there are no complaints there. I was also very happy about the numbers they quoted me. Uh, <laughs> the um, uh, So buying the book, if Jay and Ellie books sell well, they tend to recommend Jay for future books. So I'm just going to put it out there. Everyone's support on the two Abrams comic art books definitely was part of the reason I got hired for this one. So I appreciate it, everybody. Uh, This one is already, I think it's doing pretty well. I haven't actually asked about sales numbers, but it's been on like uh, 
uh, number one on Amazon's. I don't know. They always have some like made up category that's only got like five things in it, but uh, it's it's been doing it's been doing pretty well on there, uh, and I have seen it around at stores and and things. So make sure to check it out. Oh, it's probably oh, helped that on. we've been taking all of the Vorthos cast money and buying every copy we can find. Allegedly. No, Chris exclusively has. Chris has like 15 copies. <laughs> I also want to be clear. Remember, you're a writer. You're not a mathematician. Don't care about the sales numbers. Ask what the sales letters are. Oh, solid. Solid, solid, solid. I like that. That's really good advice. Laura, Is it just an A through uh, F system? <laughs> no, it's uh, sales. Uh, sales is equal to X, where X is the number of them sold. This no, is some no, of that no. algebra shit we talked about earlier. No, this is off track. This is a long episode. Are we ready to end this episode? It's fifty-eight minutes. Let's go ahead. Yeah, and end it. yeah. Let's go ahead and end this episode. Okay. I was not thinking so, we'd squeeze fifty-eight minutes out of this, so it's good. <laughs> oh, I could talk forever. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, before we head into final thoughts, one last very quick thing. Uh, we we do have a spot on the show now. We we had a co-host leave recently, Jay, and this has been a delightful time. It's been really nice having you on the show. Uh, so if you would like to have a permanent co-host position on the Vorthos cast, uh, this is something we've literally never offered to another interviewee. Um, you know, uh, it, mm. it, would be, it would make a lot of us happy, I think, and I think a lot of the listeners would really like having you on the show uh, to talk about magic some more. So, uh, you know, you don't you don't have to answer now. Just the offer. I'll is do there. it. I'll take it. You I'll do it? it. I'll take yeah. it. I'm in. Excited. I'm in. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited so to be the newest member of the Vorthos cast. That's great. Oh, but, no. You know, this, it's, this it's very puts you out of the rotation for the intros. <laughs> no. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I think we'll just put me back at the start whenever I'm yeah, actually yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> um all right final thoughts god uh i don't care whatever deity you believe in bless them for all the wonderful autistic women in this season of anime <laughs> like Fair enough. I, like i cannot understate enough how great suleta mercury and your forger and and bachi the rock and the girl in uh a chainsaw man that i haven't met yet because i'm only even four episodes in uh and and oh just what a what a year for for autistic women in anime just getting w's all over the place it's like legitimately really nice to see uh also two of those are from shows that are like really really lesbian gay and sapphic and good so uh Stay, stay winning, ladies. Um, my final thought is that uh, Marvel Snap is great. Uh, yeah. I've been playing so much of that. Oh my god! Like it has consumed the last two months of my life. Yep, I am much happier with it than I am with Magic Arena right now. So, <laughs> well, it's because I can fit a game in in like two minutes, right? Yeah, like it's three minutes super at the worst. snappy gameplay. Some of the animation is amazing. I love, like, I don't own a Galactus, but I love seeing it. So I don't mind losing to Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's really snappy gameplay, really fun to see. And it's really well done. So, well, uh, my final thought is like, we, we've been gone for like three weeks, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I've read like three books in that time. It's been really nice. I've played like very little video games, mostly just been reading books. So, uh, Shout out to uh to to uh, 
Turtles All the Way Down, John Green novel that's not really much of a novel. It's kind of just autobiographical. Uh, Really good. Uh, Shout out to The Secret History, which is a super long, very sad, very good book. Uh, And uh, I also, um, let's see, I I started at Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow today. Looks pretty good. So, uh, yeah, reading books is great, and I think more people should do it. I spent a lot of last year rereading magic stuff, and so I didn't read a ton of books just for fun. Because obviously we have like a big multi-person arc here. I was working on some other stuff. I was working on on this book. Uh, So this year, I don't need to do any of that. And I am very excited to read just for fun again. (laughs) Oh, God, no, Lorelai, why? (laughs) Look, we're cursing you with more money. (laughs) Uh, Who would ever want to read magic fiction, though? They need to get back to a big, like, multi-story, lore-heavy arcs that everyone's, everyone's running to me again. No, I'm just kidding. It's I'm perfectly happy <laughs> to 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 just be doing magic a little more casually than uh, than I have been last year. So now you're gonna read Quest for Karn for pleasure instead of for business. <sighs> I, I Is it my final thought turn? It's it's, it's your uh, final thought. I'm interrupting okay. everyone's final thoughts, but it's your turn. No, Jay, go ahead. I no, no, good, no, no. I've I've, I've just been interrupting. I decided my final thought is a final thought on all of your final thoughts. Okay. Um, my final thought is, uh, I read 40 books last year and I was pretty happy with that. None of them were magic books. I don't think, <laughs> so, uh, my favorite one was, I think the last book of the year, it was called an elderly lady is up to no good. And it is a very, very short, like four hour long audiobook. Um, very, very physically small physical book. Um, short story collection about one character and i love her so much and she's evil so there you go (laughs) (laughs) all right jay before we uh, sign off do you have anything you want to plug any upcoming projects coming out um we already we already did that part we did that we did do that part yeah there's this book called magic the gathering the visual guide you might want to check it out cares about that (laughs) um Anyway, y'all, y'all out here bragging about reading was I read hundreds of comics last year, so fuck you all. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even do a news section to mention that Boom Twenty Two just came out. Uh, oh, there's there's yeah, a lot of news yeah. that's been happening. We got a Kaido preview card. Kaido is safe, everyone. Just so you're aware, if you haven't been paying attention, Kaido has marked safe from completion for now. Look here, Jay. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this. We're supposed to be ending an episode. You're right. We have I'm sorry. to tell the people where they can go if they would like to keep supporting the episode. Which, oh, and how would the they support us Patri- to support the? Oh, go- sorry. I by the it. way, it's, it's Patreon.com/slash/TheVorthosCast, where for as little as one dollar a month, you can become part of our Discord server, where Vorthoses from around the world are about to start reading the Phyrexia All Will Be One story, which is exciting. And thrilling, and y'all don't know what's gonna happen, except for the part where five of the planeswalkers are gonna get completed. Uh, find out who very, very soon. And definitely uh, don't look on the internet, though. Yeah, yeah, avoid that. Yeah, don't, 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 don't search for theories or anything. Just, just trust me, bro. That, <laughs> anyway, that's thank it. you. That's the episode. <laughs> thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos Wait, Cast. The Gef- Am I allowed to say no, that? The Gef- no, I, I accepted the position. I'm back. <laughs>